as the outstanding screen system of the future. Why submissive women are happier, happier. Her name is Piper Blush. Because I don't have any lies this morning. <laughs> this is WTPRRadio.com, the unpredictable radio for the bold listener. With your host, Piper Blush, that's me. Uh-huh. And the show, of course, is broadcasted live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. Yes, that's a handful. Mm-hmm. But we want to make sure that the show gets to you, wherever you are on the interwebs. Uh-huh, some dark stuff out there. So we try to broadcast everywhere and anywhere. Talking about anywhere and everywhere, well, you can get, for a limited time only, uh-huh, your free, free backstage passes for the show. Yes, 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 on WTPRRadio.com. Go grab them right now before this limited time offer ends. It will end at one point and, uh, well, it won't be free anymore. But right now, still free and still backstage access pass. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? That means you see the behind the scenes of the radio show. Plus, sometimes, well, I stay on air a little bit longer for all of these amazing people that are there backstage. Uh-huh. Now, uh, just like in the olden days, you know, when you had all of these celebrities, superstars, and you could purchase tickets to go see them backstage. Sometimes you would uh, grab a beer with them after the show, or uh, even before, uh-huh. Depends on the artist. <laughs> and of course, of course, of course, uh-huh. Let's not forget that there are many ways for you to be able to interact with this amazing radio show that is WTPRRadio.com. Mm-hmm. Well, first things first, you can leave a comment whenever, wherever. That's always appreciated. Your feedback, your comments, just talk about whatever you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's fine with us. Now, the show is broadcasted live, so uh, when it's live, you can participate even more. We appreciate your comments when it's not live as well, but because it's live, it's way better to do it in the action, yeah, in the moment. Uh -huh. You want to be there? You want me, yes, Piper Blush, to mention your name on air, live, huh? Well, it's all doable. All you need to do right now is to go to YouTube at the Piper Blush Radio Show. Yes, that's the YouTube channel that has all of the live comments. Mm -hmm. You just need to sign in with your Google, YouTube, whatever account, and then, well, right there, you can see the live chat comment section, uh -huh. meaning that people can live chat there. Plus, with this amazing feature that we have here on video, yes, because this show is broadcasted live audio and video, well, I will be able to click on your comment and it will appear. Mm -hmm. Ding! Magic, yes. That means that everybody's gonna be able to see you. It's a bit like a shout out. Virtual and uh, well, in real life. Now, in real life, according to the actual uh, desktop computer. <laughs> pretty good thing, pretty good thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Well, now that you know, this is uh, for the morning edition, yes, because you are listening to the morning edition, which starts at 9am Pacific time every morning, seven days a week. Is it with the same host? Yes, it's with the same host. Uh Uh-huh. I work seven days a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is maybe crazy, but that is something you can share with your friends. Mm -hmm. Seeing that YouTube girl, yeah, Piper Blush, she does a radio show seven days a week. And it's not only one time a day. No, no, no. You ready for this? Are you? You sure you're ready? Okay. It's actually two times a day. Yes. There's one in the morning and there's one in the evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two shows. Mm-hmm. Live broadcasted for free. Uh-huh. How amazing is that? The morning show is all about, well, social credit. What is social credit? It's these amazing fun facts or news that are so odd that when you tell them to somebody, well, they feel the desire to go and share them with other people. And then they remember you for telling you these amazing news because it was so worth sharing Mm -hmm. that, well, it gives them some street cred. Uh Social credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody loves this. Then, of course, our evening show. Uh Well, that's something different. That's something a lot more, mm, well, kinky, sexy, well, call it however you want. But it's called Love, Lust, and the Devil. Mm-hmm. And this happens every evening at 7 p.m. Pacific time from Monday to Saturday. On Sundays, we have something else for you. Of course, we're trying to vary it up so that everybody can be happy. Here, you hear this? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's Sunday evenings. Mysterious minds, aliens, conspiracies, supernatural, many other things. So you see, you've got a full agenda. You're good to go. Mm-hmm. But Piper, what are we going to talk about in this episode? Well, I've got some interesting subjects for you. Of course, I try to go in the darkest places of the internet. Uh-huh. Where nobody has ever set foot. And I bring you back all of these amazing informations. Well, do you know about snake oil? Mm-hmm. Snake oil. It is often used to refer as a marketing techniques that would be untrue. Yes, untrue. Mm-hmm. But it started somewhere and maybe, just maybe, it started with real snake oil. Have you thought about that? Yeah, yeah, I hear you googling. Uh-huh, you're like, no, snake oil is not a thing. Well, maybe, just maybe it is. So you better stay tuned to understand where snake oil is from and why we say snake oil. Why don't we say dragon juice? Uh-huh. We could say something else, but it's the snake oil that has stuck around mm-hmm, for a long, long time. Of course, well, let's uh, change the subject. We will talk about these Japanese mm-hmm, who have invented a weapon. Yes, a secret weapon, a robot for uh, something very special. Mm-hmm. Now, don't worry, it's not about war or anything. No, no, this is a light show here, yeah. We're trying to wake you up, not to make you traumatized for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. So these uh, secret robots that the Japanese have, uh, well, developed, they are meant for something special. Some things that will make some of the Japanese people very, very high endurance. Top athletes. Mm -hmm. I won't say much more because you need to stay tuned to uncover the rest of this. And do you have a low libido? Okay, it's not something people like to talk about, but because we have Love, Lust and Devil, our evening show, well, I like to sometimes indulge in these uh, interesting factual scientific studies about a libido and many other things, like a sex drive. Mm-hmm. And so, I found something that could interest you. Yes, yes, yes. 
a new study, or more like many many different small studies, figured out that maybe just maybe there's a link between your gut, uh huh, this gut of yours, and your sex drive and libido. Maybe they're intertwined and they can affect each other. Now, I even got a special thing for you to try out if you feel like it's on the down low. Mm -hmm. Maybe we could pop this up with some special gut diets just for you. It's gonna come very soon, and maybe you too. <laughs> but you need to stay tuned for all of these amazing information via your very favorite host, Piper Blush, on the Unpredictable Radio for the bold listener. Mm -hmm. Did I mention that uh, we are live? Yes, we are. And that's why I'm gonna go check out the live comment section right now to see who's here with me and who wants to chat. Let's go. I just need to switch my page right here right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, we have here backstage access free on well, WTPRradio.com. Mm -hmm. You can go get it right now. It'll give you access to the backstage of WTPRradio.com. Well, that means that you see live broadcast twice a day. Yes, one in the morning, one in the evening, depending on where you are in the world. And it is only free for a limited time. So go grab yours right now. Chu Yang says snake oil. Mm, yes, you heard correctly. We will be discussing snake oil. Miyana mm Shan -hmm. says beauty queen. Well, thank you very much. That is very nice of you. Jake Titan. Is this really live? Well, Jake, let me tell you. Mm -hmm. There is a special thing you can do to see if a show is really live on YouTube. First things first, if I mention your name, well, I'm not a medium or I don't have special abilities. Uh -huh. So it might just as well be live. But the other thing is that there's often a live button mm -hmm. on top of the YouTube video somewhere that is telling you that the show is actually live. Because there is a difference between a live and a premiere. Not the same thing at all. Though some people sometimes do take old videos and put them in their live feed. I've seen it. But not here on WTPR radio. No. So far, we have just been producing live live videos. If ever it changes, don't worry. I'll put a little note in the video saying that this is not live. But if ever you want to rewatch the videos, that means that, well, they were live, but they're not live anymore because time frame continuum and such. Mm-hmm. Complicated stuff, quantum physics. But the thing is, well, you'll be able to actually watch them on YouTube at the Piper Blush Radio Show. All of these uh, older live videos, they're still there. Mm -hmm. They're still waiting for you to touch them, watch them, and do whatever you want with them. You can even share them with a friend if you're not too jealous. Yes, yes, yes. It's all doable. Well, you go there and you click the live label on YouTube. Mm -hmm. That'll give you access to all of the uh, older lives. And they're not that old. Some information in there is still pretty accurate. Like, uh, how do you feel about cheating? Mm -hmm. You get me? It's all in there. We have Javier this morning, who's there too? Salut Piper and a juicy, fluffy, yet warm and sunny hug with love to all including in the cast. Mm. I sure do love to wake up like this. Sounds pretty nice, Javier. Thank you very much for the juicy, fluffy, wet, warm and sunny hug. Mm. Hugs are the best, yeah. Did you know, fun fact here, uh -huh. pay close attention, this is a fun fact, yeah. That, while you should hug for at least 12 seconds, mm -hmm, to benefit from all of the, uh, well, goodness of a hug, the hug needs to last 12 seconds. 
to be able to really feel these endorphins and all these other lovey-dovey uh, well, hormones and other things in your body, the hug needs to last 12 seconds. Like, if it's lower than that, it's just kind of pal hug and like, yeah, yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. But if you want to really kind of calm down and feel less stress levels, try a 12 second hug. You just need to count. One boat, two boat, three boat, two. Yeah, until 10, 12, and then you're good. Mm -hmm. I am May. Well, hello, May. Thank you for being there. And Chris Pankuch. Hey, rock and roll, Chris. Yeah, rock and roll. Let's go see on the other live comment who we have here. Ooh, it's a lot more lively on here. Well, Midnight Smoke says, don't start till I get back. No worries, no worries. The show always starts at 9 a.m. Pacific time. That is when there aren't any technical difficulties. And since it's broadcasted live, well, as you may all know, sometimes the show does have well, technical difficulties. Live is a good and a bad thing. <laughs> you are live, but the difficulties are also done live. <laughs> Amazing stuff. We have Wayne Phil who says, good morning, Piper. Well, good morning, well, Wayne. Mm -hmm. It's a pleasure to see you. And you gifted one Piper Blush radio show membership. Wow, to a Sagar, uh-huh, amazing. Thank you so much, Wayne, for your well, participation and donation in supporting the show always. You're amazing, thank you so much. And Sagar, well, you might wanna enjoy this uh, special membership, mm-hmm. This little hot dog that you now have gives you access to member exclusive content on YouTube at the Piper Blush Radio Show. All you need to do is go to that community tab. Mm -hmm. There you'll find some of the behind the scene videos and perks. Plus, I just revealed something big. Uh huh. And it's on there. Yes, for those of you who are members, you'll know when Polila and I are gonna get together. And if we are gonna get together, mm -hmm, it's there for you first. So you better go check it out. Well, Javier again, Javier is everywhere, uh-huh. Hi, as salut piper, a juicy, special, spicy hug to all. Hmm, I like the spicy, it's nice. Hi there, Javier, says I grab your music in Spotify like a Pokemon. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, all of the music that you're hearing on this show, mm -hmm, it is up for grabs. Of course, you can go and get it right now on Spotify. All you need to do is go to, uh, well, YouTube at the Piper Blush Radio Show, and then, well, click underneath the video, show more, you'll get the link to the Spotify playlist. Or if you're a super good Googler, mm -hmm, you can go ahead and type in Spotify and Piper Blush, and you'll find the playlist in no time. No, no time at all. All right, all right. Now, snake oil. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty old thing, but we still use this... Uh, well, saying, like, oh no, that's just snake oil, to describe some products that are often unreal, untrue, mm -hmm, that are marketed as something for well-being and healthness and all these things, but in fact, they're just uh, nothing in it. Mm -hmm. We're gonna talk about the origins of snake oil. Maybe it really comes from snake oil. Are you ready for this? Well, stay tuned. While uh, we go on the short break, go get your backstage pass. It's free for a limited time on WTPRradio.com. I'll wait for you right here. You are listening to WTPRradio.com, the unpredictable radio for the bold listener, with your host, Piper Blush. And this is the morning edition. Now we are talking snake oil. Mm -hmm. You 
might have heard this term. Yes, you might. And because this show is broadcasted live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch, but the best place to watch it is definitely on YouTube at the Piper Blush Radio Show, where you can participate in the show. Leave live comments right here, right now. Mm-hmm. Well, snake oil, the thing is, it's been around for a while. How long is a while, Piper? We're talking, well, the 1800s. Uh-huh. Even before that, 1700s as well. Yes, yes, yes. Now, how did snake oil actually come to the Americas? Because we're going to be talking more about the Americas since I'm Canadian. Uh-huh, sorry about that, everybody. Now I knew I had to say sorry because I'm Canadian. Mm-hmm. Did you get that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So snake oil, where originally, that's going to shock you. Were you ready for the shock? Uh-huh. It was actually made from snake oil. Uh-huh. Can't believe this, huh? So snake oil is actually snake oil. How did they do to do that? Well, don't ask too many questions you don't want answers to. Uh-huh, it might just gross you out. But I'll tell you a bit more about the whole process thingy in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, snake oil was used in Chinese medicine. Yes, you know the Chinese, they have a lot of like herbs and special medicines because they're a very, very old culture. They've been at it for a while. Uh-huh. And snake oil was used as a remedy or an ailment mm-hmm, to actually treat, uh, well, some uh, inflammation, like arthritis, back pain, little things like that that will kind of make you uncomfortable. Well, okay, Piper, snake oil, Chinese, well, we're in America. How did that happen? Uh-huh. People started traveling at one point. Now, the US, yes, 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 they wanted to build what is called the Transcontinental Railway. Mm-hmm. Transcontinental meaning it crossed the whole continent. Yes, 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 the whole continent. Well, to do such jobs, they need to hire people. And so the Chinese workforce was, well, one of the biggest back then. Mm -hmm. In uh, the US and Americas, they were also in Canada, I have to say. We have a pate chinois because of them. Mm -hmm. I'll do an episode on that later. Now, the thing is, well, all of these Chinese workers, they did have some things that they brought back from home. And sometimes they still had family in China. Now we're talking boats, we're talking long time coming. But still, some people took some of their herbs, their medicines, their clothes and their things and brought them with them to America to go and work. And within these special things was the snake oil. Mm -hmm. Now, in China, they have these snakes that roam the seas. Yes, we're not talking about snakes that go on the ground. No, no, no. We're talking about Chinese aquatic snakes. And these snakes, well, they're kind of juicy snakes. Mm -hmm. Super mega juicy. Now, you know, like salmon has omega-3. Well, it is said that these snakes actually did also have omega-3s in them. A bit like the salmon, like the fishies. I mean, they live in the water, under the sea. Uh -huh. So the thing is, well, they would take these snakes and they would make a special concoction with them. Mm -hmm. Cutting them sometimes, just kind of letting them marinate in this little water thingy. Not sure yet. Well, the thing is, once uh, they had this uh, special uh, snake oil, mm -hmm, oil from snakes, sometimes the snake was still in the bottle. I mean, it makes for a more a visual delight in the morning, the afternoon, whenever you want to drink it. Mm -hmm. Well, they discovered, the scientists were uh, jumping back in time a little bit, uh -huh, that actually, well, these snakes did contain omega-3s. So some of the saying of the snake oil being a real remedy for some problems is true. We're not talking uh, big drugs that would do like callbacks, uh -huh, 
No, no, but still omega-3s are really, really good for you. Now, they've given omega-3 mm -hmm, to some mices. And actually, the mices had better cognitivity. Yes, it's good for the brain, the omegas. Plus, it's good for anti-inflammatory and other stuff, but I'm not a doctor or MD. So I'll let you all do your own research or talk to your doctor about it. But going back to snake oil history, uh-huh. Now, all of these Chinese, well, they were bringing back their own medicine. And since, uh, well, some people from the United States of America were also working on these railroads. Yes, yes, it was a multi-ethnic, multicultural effort mm -hmm, to do all these things. Well, the Chinese, they started spreading their uh, super amazing medicine with other people that felt were in pain. Mm -hmm. And it picked up. Like uh, all of these people in the US started wanting to use it because they were saying it worked. It really helped with this back pain and these like oh, other bad stuff that was happening to them. Because of course we're talking uh, before we had a protection for the laborers. Mm -hmm. Those were the days yeah, when uh, people were suffering for a whole bunch of stuff and were underpaid. Now the thing is, well, it started working so well that all of these uh, snakes, mm -hmm, snake oil products from China couldn't be imported fast enough. No, no, no. I mean, the Chinese workforce was cool, they were keeping their own, but with all these Americans that wanted more, and transport through boat and all these things, like shipping costs, that was very expensive. So what happened? Well, some business savvy people decided that they were gonna just get their hands in the snake oil. Mm -hmm. Well, they kind of decided to do their own version of the snake oil. Well, okay, you might be like, well, Piper, you don't have like aquatic snake over in the US. Well, maybe we do, but not that kind. Mm -hmm. So what they decided to do is actually take the rattlesnake. I mean, it's there everywhere, kind of in most parts of the US. So they just took the rattlesnake instead, put it in the oil, blah, 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 did their thing with it and sold it as snake oil. You might be like, well, that's not fair. That's not true. Well, we didn't know back then. Uh huh. That's the thing. Yeah, that's why it's called snake oil. So don't get on your high horses. Just wait for the whole story to be done. Now, once they were doing this, we're talking mid 19th century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, I mean, radio, eh, uh, nothing more. No internet back then. It was a bit slow, the whole process. Mm hmm. Now, the thing is, well, it was starting to sell. Yeah, everywhere. It was a pretty competitive business. Now people were selling a whole bunch of stuff with uh, sometimes even like cocaine, opium in it, uh -huh. other weird things that were in there. Like, a, well, yeah, opium is like a derivative of like this plant, mm, the poppy seed. Ooh, some great stuff you could get mm -hmm, for a freak almost. Now, well, all of these salesmen, they were special people. Yes, 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 special people. Because they needed to sell to a tough crowd. And since there wasn't any TV back then, well, to sell, what they would do is go in fairs or other such events, and they would uh, perform kind of a theatrical, dramatical performance mm -hmm, to sell their products, sometimes using like some fake people. Yeah, people were paid in the crowd. They would actually uh, drink this uh, little thing mm -hmm, and then be miraculously cured. Yes, you... Uh, can kind of picture it you know the guy that's like oh 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 can't walk he has like the things like the the wooden things to try to walk and then he drinks a little bit of this bottle and whoa he can dance and he can fly and he feels like he's 20 again well that's what snake oil was all about mm -hmm. but one guy yeah one guy was actually more known for the snake oil you want to know his name clark stanley it might actually ring a bell because this guy was called the rattlesnake king like I told you, uh -huh, they wouldn't 
use like aquatic snakes here in the US. No, no, they did their very own recipe with other stuff in it. Mm. Well, the thing is, back then, uh -huh, there wasn't any FDA. No, not yet. Uh -huh. FDA was invented in 1906, meaning that it was a free-for-all. You can say that your stuff, your orange juice, your whatever powder you mixed in water, well, had a virtuous effect. It would do whatever you wanted but the fda was not really invented for all snake oil products no 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 it was actually invented because they have a bit of a packing problem mm -hmm. with some meat products i mean people were dying people were getting like disease and stuff like that so they needed to act fast that means that fda it was invented pretty cool you think the snake oil will go away like this real fast no mm -mm. they had other stuff on their plate and on their minds yes so they started while well, doing the packing thing, making sure that the well, packing plants were all good and FDA approved. Uh -huh. Now that gave us Stanley uh, enough time, mm -hmm, Clark Stanley, to do a lot more snake oil. You want to hear the story about Clark Stanley and how he became well mega rich with snake oil? The thing is, he was a salesman like all the other ones, but he studied all of the best ones. Mm -hmm. And he decided to do his very own little show from all of these best people. You know where we did this show? At the Chicago Expo. Uh -huh. Like this was the biggest exposition in all of USA at that time. Plus it was a worldwide exposition. Uh -huh. So he had a little stand. <laughs> Stanley and his stand. Yes, yes, yes. And there he showed, well, this disgusting thing. Uh -huh. He took the snake, he cut it, and he brewed it and did everything with it in front of the eyes of the public. Yes, to uh, maybe intense them, disgust them, and to show what is while well, rattlesnake oil or uh, snake oil was all about. Mm -hmm. People were convinced. Yes, yes, yes. They bought a whole bunch. So much so that while well, our very uh, business savvy Clark decided to reinvest all this money in opening a factory. Yes, a factory to produce his very own snake oil. Now that uh, kind of popped up real fast. Mm -hmm. So fast that at one point he even had some, uh, you know, people that were trying to copy him. Uh -huh, some copycats. But no, 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 that did not stop him. He took all the money and, well, invented, or not invented, but blew up even more. Made another one, uh -huh, another factory, bigger factory to sell his product. Oh, that was going well for Stanley. Until... Baba. Yeah, until FDA. Now, FDA was getting, uh, well, kind of suspicious about all of these wellness products that nobody had tested and nobody knew if they really worked. Mm -hmm. So that's when they kind of went down and started to look. Where's the snake oil? Instance. Clark Stanley's snake oil was the best, uh-huh, top shelf, top one, the most sold in America. They uh, went right there right now. Mm, it was easier, you know, you just uh, take that one. So they tested it uh -huh, in laboratories, yes, to find out that there was actually no snake oil in there. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe there was in the beginning, but at that point when FDA checked, wasn't any. It was kind of beef, fat, uh-huh, and then turpentine. That was for the taste. You know, if it tastes bad, you think it works. It's a weird thing, uh-huh. Now I take vitamin gummies. That's way better. Whew. And a bit of chili and other little spices to make it, um, well, more attractive to people to drink it. Uh-huh. Imagine that. Yeah. Snake oil. That's where it comes from. And we still use the term because this Stanley guy, well, he is actually the inventor of something that isn't real. Mm -hmm. There wasn't any snake oil in the snake oil in the end. Yeah, imagine that. Mm -hmm. 
So now you know, snake oil is actually a Chinese medicine or remedy mm -hmm, that is uh, still in use today. It does have some qualities because it does contain some omega trees. Now we're not saying it cures everything, but omega trees are good to implement in your diet in general. Mm -hmm. And so, well, Stanley then uh, took this whole thing, switched it up with rattlesnakes and other things that well, did not contain the same amount as well, the aquatic Chinese uh, serpent, uh-huh. And it became something with actually nothing in it. Now, he was fined. Yes, fined by the FDA. You want to know how much? How much? Yeah. <laughs> A whopping $550. And we're talking this money nowadays. Uh-huh. That's nothing. And he was not even fined for, uh, well, lying or anything like that. He was just fined because, well, they said that his product was misleading. Mm -hmm. They didn't really contain snake oil in it. <laughs> Imagine that? Well, now you know about snake oil and you might want to know a lot more about this uh, robotic, mm -hmm, well, robot. That Chinese, no, not Chinese. Man, I'm getting mixed up. It's because the Japanese, the Chinese, they live so close to each other. Okay, let me recap, recap. Uh -huh. All right. Now, Japanese, they have a secret weapon. Yes, a secret weapon, which is actually made to train athletes. Uh-huh. You ready to know more? You're sure you can handle more? Well, you stay right there because right after the short break, we'll talk about these Japanese robots. Uh-huh. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Unpredictable Radio for the bold listener. Brought to you by WTPRradio.com. If you want your backstage passes to the radio show, go to WTPR.com right now. WTPRradio.com right now. Mm -hmm. They are free for a limited time. Yes, that's WTPRradio.com. Uh-huh. I'm here, your host, Piper Blush, well, to talk to you about these robots. Uh-huh. Robots from Japan. Mm -hmm. A secret weapon Japan has just unveiled. But you might be like, whoa, secret robots, that's crazy stuff, uh -huh, crazy news. Well, don't forget too much. It's to train athletes. Yes, yes, yes. These uh, robots are actually developed to train athletes. So who developed them and to train which athletes? Because there's a whole bunch of athletes there out there. Mm -hmm. We have the Olympic Games and we have many other types of games. Well, actually, this is a collaboration between the University of Two. Kuba, Tsukuba, uh-huh, sorry my Japanese, mm, I'm kind of French here, and Japanese Volleyball Association, yes, you guessed it right, we're talking volleyball. Now, if you want to be really good at volleyball, of course, we're going to tell you to go and train with some better skilled people than you. Mm -hmm. That way, you'll get a lot better. It's always like that. If you train with people that are, well, underneath your level, you'll not implement more skills and tactics in your actual performance. So you need to go and train with people who are like a lot better than you. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, when you're the top of your country, when you're the top of the top, with who do you train? Mm, good question. Well, that might be why they developed robots. Yes, you're wondering what these robots look like. I know, and I got some pictures for you in a little video. So do not worry, you will see these robots. Now, what is volleyball about? Volleyball is a sport, yes, 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 often played in teams or sometimes it's one against one, it depends. Now, some uh, people might remember that female volleyball is kind of one of the sports that is the most watched on the beach in California, mm -hmm. because you play it in somewhat of a bikini. Uh -huh. That's what happens when you play volleyball in the sand, 
but there's also volleyball indoors. Yes, there's many types of volleyball, so uh, don't go crazy on just the sand one. Mm -hmm. These robots, they were invented to make sure that the athletes were practicing well. Yes, 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 to uh, make sure that they had more competition. I mean, we already see a few robots in some sports. You probably are familiar with these uh, tennis robots. Yes, the one that throw the balls, bloop, bloop. Or baseball, same thing, bloop, bloop. This is kind of a robot, a machine that throws you the ball. Now, of course, even, even, even in football, sometimes you have the ones that you go and bleh, black, uh -huh, really hard. Some of them actually come back to you, some of them go behind, uh -huh. many different things like that. These athletes are training with robots since a while, but this robot is a bit weird. Uh -huh. Now, what do you think about when you think volleyball? Well, you think hands, yes, because it's mostly with your hands. You touch the balloon, mm -hmm, the volleyball balloon, with your hands. Often, well, both hands, one hand, depends. Now, you can use other parts of your body, but it's not really the whole point. The point is to use your hands. So these robots were developed, well, to stop uh -huh, the ball. Yes, they are defense robots. Now, maybe in another situation, they wouldn't be that great. I'll show them to you, you'll see. And I'll do a little description for those of you who are here with the, well, only the sound. Let me just uh, turn this up. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Here we go, here we go. Okay, so I have my page right here. As you can see, if you can see it, we are on WTPRradio.com. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. WTPRradio.com. You hear that song? It's a theme song. Well, you can also find it on Spotify if you look for Piper Blush. Now, on WTPRradio.com, not only can you have your free mm-hmm free for a limited time backstage access pass you can do that right now but you can also read mm -hmm, many many blog articles about all the subject that we talk about in the morning in the evening and all of the time so let me click japanese secret weapon a volleyball robot what's this uh-huh i'm gonna click on it Ooh, i'm redirected to a page yes and then it says japanese secret weapon a volleyball robot of course, that's a secret weapon for a, well, a team that is actively training. Maybe for the Olympics, maybe for something else. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know. Well, let me describe these robots for your viewing pleasures, because they're a bit weird looking. Mm. Now, they're kind of on a rail. Yes, a flat rail, because they need to move, uh, well, we're going to say horizontally, from left to right. That's what they need to do, only from left to right, not from front to back. Mm -hmm. So they move like this, close to the net, because of course volleyball has this kind of net that is between the two teams, and the ball needs to go above the net. Now, the net is there to add some difficulty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So these robots are placed behind the net, like the adversary net. Yes, yes, yes. And, well, they only have hands. You might be like, what? Yeah, it's like big hands. Uh -huh. Big hands. They put them like a actual color of a human which is funny they don't have any head they have kind of a long elongated torso which is a bit like a well just a like rectangle uh -huh. like a white rectangle and then they don't really have feet it's more like a blob like a big rectangle blob that moves on this uh, rail yes 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 
but still the hands look pretty pretty decent hands and they're open wide yes all the fingers are very very open why well because it makes sense if you're trying to stop a ball you won't close your fingers and put your hand in a little fist it's not going to be enough to stop the ball you have a lot more working surface if you open your hands and you open your fingers as big as possible and that's what they're doing mm -hmm. How did they train these robots? Well, of course, I mean, these robots, uh, you can't just create them and leave them there. So how did they train the robots? Well, two things. First, well, they were programmed. Yes, the robots were programmed for timing and position because they have five degrees of freedom. Meaning, well, you can have their hands like a very horizontally stuck together, but then they can open their hands. Uh-huh. Like a YMCA, you know, a bit like that. Yeah, same thing always keeping their fingers open the fingers don't really move it's mostly the arms to go open wide and then back up so that they stuck together that way they can stop more balls mm -hmm. that's the whole point of it but uh, that's not the scary part i mean that's all cool you have robots they were programmed now you press a button and they do whatever you want because of the programming in an app mm -hmm. but the thing is these robots are actually a bit more clever than this this is yes, yes here we go right here mm -hmm. Well, they are taught to mimic real-life opponent tactic. Does that ring a bell? Uh-huh. You remember that chess computer game? Mm-hmm. That was supposed to actually, well, kind of mimic your game and know which move you were gonna get. Yeah. Well, maybe these robots are just that. They're just starting. But maybe later on, they'll be able to mimic tactic. A bit like uh, the actual computer chess game. Mm-hmm which was able to beat a human like no problem okay maybe not the first few times but right now it's unbeatable uh-huh you cannot beat a computer chess game well maybe later on you will not be able to beat a robot volleyball player because you know how skilled these robots are as skilled as top defense players mm-hmm as skilled as top defense players imagine that so you're actually training well with your team, with your friends, but you're also training with some of the robots that are as skilled as the top players. Defense, of course, we're talking defense because their hands are in front, well, of the net, not in front and behind, but it depends on what side you're going. Now, it's quite interesting mm -hmm, to have this technology to be able to train your athletes with. Why is this a secret weapon? You see, it's not clickbait, it's really a secret weapon. If your team has this and the other team doesn't have this, well, they do have an advantage because they've been training with more people and robots. Yes, yes, yes. So they have more uh, training expertise, making the team probably more better. Yeah, I know those two words don't go together, but they sound so good when you do it. Mm -hmm. Now, wanna see a little video? Okay, I got a little video for you. All you need to do is scroll down. Mm -hmm. Because I found this on Reddit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I love Reddit. I go there often. Okay, so if I play this little video, won't take long. Uh-huh. There's not really any sound to it. But you can see. Whoa, did you see this? You just jump and fly. Ooh, the hands are a bit like mushy mush. Yeah. And the robots are actually pretty fast. I mean, they move. They move a lot. Now, depending on the team, whoa, they can also jump. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, did you see this? So the robots, yes, well, this uh, rectangle body that they have, it can actually, like, move up. Meaning, like, uh, well, like you as a defense. Well, you're there, you put your arms up, you open your fingers. But then, what if the ball is too high? Mm-hmm. What if it's going lob-shaped, like, whoa, like a globe or something? Well, you can actually jump. These robots also do that. They have kind of a propulsion thingy. Pooh, not propulsion, but, well, you get it. Uh-huh. So they jump higher to stop the ball. Okay. 
Wanna see this? Now, uh, well, right now we're seeing the application and all of these special movements that the actual hands can do. Much like imitating, well, a real volleyball player. Mm -hmm. Some people had to actually study all of this and put it in there so that it would work. Uh -huh. And volleyball players do jump high. Oh, he yeah, didn't pass. Didn't pass there. No way. Uh -uh. Didn't pass either. It's super, super mega cool. Uh -huh. Well, the thing is, all of these are robots. Uh -huh. And what they're doing for the players... Well, it's pretty cool, but it might be the same thing as the Nike, uh-huh. You remember this whole, uh, well, Nike thing, uh-huh? When a Nike was said to have actually a spring in their shoe, making them disqualified from the actual running because Nike shoes were really making you run faster, mm-hmm. Well, this is not a drug, so it's not illegal at the Olympics because it's not like you bring your robot with you at the Olympics and somebody like a human person is disguised as a robot, a bit like Terminator. No, no, no. It's not like that. Mm -hmm. It's like you just train with a robot. So uh, it's still kind of legal. But some countries don't have access to these robots. Yes, yes, yes. Giving other countries, well, uh, an advantage. Hmm. Quite an interesting debate there. Well, that's what I'm for. Mm -hmm. On uh, the unpredictable radio for the bold listener, we try to bring you the most unusual news so that you can really, well, wake up those brain cells of yours mm -hmm, with some amazing things. Let's go see who has what to say about this in the live comment section on YouTube at the Piper Blush Radio Show. Uh -huh. Let's bring it back here. I just need to flip my page. Let's go slowly like this. Mm -hmm. Here we have 5150 Aviation. Good morning, Piper and fans. The backstage camera is super awesome. I've met many rockstar, but Piper Blush is my favorite. <laughs> oh, so nice. Thank you very much, Casey, for the compliment. Mm -hmm. We have Steve Hensley, who says, hello, Piper. Well, hello, Steve. It's great to see you. Trasher6499. Morning, Piper. Happy Tuesday. Oh, everybody's like onto it for the Tuesday. The dude says, happy Taco Tuesday, Piper. 5150 Taco Tuesday. After work tonight, thanks for reminding me. Oh, actually, I do have a kind of skillet Taco Tuesday thing going on. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to make it work. So it's like a taco, but in a skillet. Yeah, I've never tried this. Mm -hmm. It should be quite interesting. That's actually on the menu for this uh, lunch. Mm -hmm. Hello, Piper. Finally got in the feed. Well, happy to see you, Craig Delaney. It's been a while. Now I know you gotta work, so don't worry about it. But it's a pleasure to finally see you here in the live comment section. Thank you for tuning in. And we have Bubs Lightyear. Oh, it's Mardi Gras. Uh-huh. Is it amazing? But I was gonna do something, but that was a reflex. I'm not gonna do it here. Don't worry about it. It's all cool. Hmm? <laughs> Nobody saw nothing. Yeah, yeah. Alright. Houston hot dog. Hot dog and oil. Well. Hot dog and oil are amazing. I mean, uh, you put like mayonnaise on your hot dog, don't you? Well, okay, maybe I'm the only one who does that, but still, I love mayonnaise on my hot dog. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the French in me. And mayonnaise is typically just oil and eggs. <laughs> same, same, but different. Mm-hmm. We have Sagar who wants to thank Wayne for his membership. Yes, thank you, Wayne, for supporting the show. You can support the show too. Super easy. Go to WTPRradio.com. Get your free backstage pay pass. Mm -hmm. And maybe, just maybe, you want to get some extra perks. And you can do so with monthly membership subscription. Yes, yes, yes. To give you access to even more backstage, even more behind the scene. 
and some special articles and blogs. Mm -hmm. That's on WTPRRadio.com. Go there right now to get your free backstage pass because it's only for a limited time. I'll wait for you right here because after this short break, we are talking, can your sex drive be influenced by your gut? Or can your gut influence your sex drive? Maybe, just maybe, there are some foods that are making your libido, well, ugh, a bit down. We want to get that up. Stay tuned. Mm -hmm. You are listening to WTPRRadio.com, the unpredictable radio for the bold listener with your host, Piper Blush. And this, of course, is the morning edition, where you get all of your social credit to reshare with your friends, family, co-workers, and everybody in the street. Mm-hmm. Now, well, we are talking about a subject that is very, very important for a lot of people, libido and sex drive. What if your sex drive is uh, sometimes not so-so? What if you're like, well, why am I not like feeling this uh, sexual? Mm -hmm. I used to be sexual. I used to have a high libido. What's going on with me? Well, of course, you can go consult your doctor. Hmm, that would be a great idea. But, well, there's a study, actually a few studies, that have shown that there might be a link between sex drive and your gut. Uh-huh. What? What? Your gut? Mm-hmm. Maybe all these hot dogs, junk food, and other things are affecting your libido. Well, you choose. You want sex or you want, uh, well, junk food. I mean, it doesn't matter. Both kind of give you an orgasm, just not the same one. Sometimes it's in the mouth, sometimes it's somewhere else. Well, the gut has been uh, kind of newly mm -hmm, in more studies. Meaning that, well, scientists are trying to discover the link between the gut and the brain. And there is actually one link. Uh, there's one huge thing that is related mm -hmm, from the gut to your brain. Yes, yes, yes. But what else is in the gut? I mean, we have lots of stuff in our gut. We have some bacteria. Yeah, they're called microbiome. Uh -huh. If you didn't know that, don't worry about it. They're already there. They already exist. You're not going to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. They're good, bad, and neutral bacterias, of course. And they all cohabitate. Yeah, they're having a party over there. Mm -hmm. They love it down there. Now, the thing is, sometimes, well, these bacterias, uh, they're not seen in the same levels. Let's say the bad ones are dominating right now, or then the healthy ones are dominating. It depends mm -hmm. on many different things. But mostly, the gut depends on what you eat, meaning that you can kind of control this with what you eat. How easy is that, uh-huh? You have total control, yeah? You got the power, uh-huh? Well, by knowing that uh, you have the power, you might be able to change these things. Now, Piper, we want some numbers, uh-huh? We are septics. Yes, we're not gonna believe you just like that, uh-huh? Okay, okay, calm down, don't worry. I got some stuff for you. Yes, yes, yes. Now, low sex drive linked to the bacteria in your gut. Mm-hmm, that's what the study says. And then it says that the gut is microbiome, that's all like the microorganisms that are in your gut, mm -hmm. can influence your health and happiness. These studies have been like more recently popping up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And well, okay, so there's a few small studies. We'll start with the woman, all right, for all of the women listening to me right now, and then we'll move on to the man. So don't go anywhere, man. I'll tell you what you need to do. Mm -hmm. But we'll just start with the woman first to make sure they don't have a headache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, your gut has trillions. Imagine this, trillions. Yeah, that makes lots of people happy. Mm-hmm. Trillions of microorganisms. They're all cohabitating there. They're all living there. Mm. 
yeah, super cool. Because, well, we have enzymes and we have things that allow our body to digest and do what it needs to do. But did you know that, well, to a certain extent, we cannot do it all? No, 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 no. So these microbes and these like bacterias and all these other things in our gut, well, they're actually digesting some of the food for us, making it more accessible for us to access some of the nutrients that we cannot access on our own. If we didn't have them, well, we wouldn't have access to some of the nutrients in the food. Uh-huh. So, uh, well, thank you to all of our guts. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, once they're there, you know, they're... Uh there are some that are bad, some that are good, some that are neutral. Of course, the best thing would be to lower the bad ones, pump up the high ones, like the good ones, and, well, the neutral ones to keep them probably neutral. Well, Piper, what's happening? How do we do this? Uh -huh. What do we do for our guts to be better and our sex life to be awesome? Yay! Hooray! Well, I'm gonna tell you, don't go anywhere. Uh -huh. The thing is, all these bacteria, they're in the food we eat. And then these microbiomes, they're in our guts. And then they mix together to do a whole awesome party. Well, what is the best food for your gut in general? You ready for this? Mm-hmm. That's for men, females, LGBTQ+. It works on everybody. Yes, 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 it does. It is food with probiotics in them. Mm-hmm. Probiotics. Yes, yes, yes. Now, you can find probiotics in some weird stuff. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. You can find them in pickles. Yes, probiotics are in pickles because there's some fermentation there. And usually fermentation does bring some uh, of these probiotics. Then you can also find them in sauerkraut. Sauerkraut. So make sure that you add some, uh, well, big spoonfuls of sauerkraut on your hot dog if ever you're eating it. Just for the libido, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, for some women, the sausage is enough. But that depends on the person. Then, of course, some yogurts. And you can even find on the label of the packages this little thing that says probiotic. Mm -hmm. Like Activia has probiotics in them. But... Other yogurts do also have probiotics, but it's not as written, like kefir. Mm -hmm. Kefir is like a drinkable yogurt, a bit more like a, not a spoon, but like consistency of a, well, let's say a yop, uh -huh. something a bit thicker. Now this has lots of probiotic in it. Well, okay Piper, but I don't really like milk and all that stuff. Not to worry, I got stuff for you. Mm -hmm. Kombucha. Kombucha has a lot of probiotics. It's a bit bubbly, tastes a bit weird sometimes, but I mean, it can do the trick. Instead of a Coca-Cola, you take a kombucha and you get a higher sex drive, maybe, mm -hmm. just maybe. And then if you're Korean or if you love Korean food, kimchi is definitely on that list. Yes, 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 kimchi. Just start putting the kimchi everywhere. Now, it is sometimes a bit spicy though, so be careful with that one. Mm -hmm. Well, the studies, Piper. Uh -huh. We want the studies. Yes, I know. I'm getting there. Hey! Uh -huh. The studies. Okay, ready? So, a study in 2021 well, studied 24 women with a very high sex drive. It's called hypoactive sexual desire disorder, mm -hmm. or HSDD. Well, for the scientists out there. Now, it measured these 24 women, and it also measures, well, 22 women mm -hmm, who did not have this uh, hypoactive sexual desire disorder. No, no, no. These uh, 22 against 24, kinda. Now, when they measured this, you know what they found? Uh-huh, you ready for this? Okay. They found out that the woman with the high sexual desire, yes, 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 these ones, mm -hmm, had lower levels of the bacteria named 
Now, you don't need to remember this, but it's just for, you know, common knowledge. Uh -huh. So, you know, if ever you hear it. Well, this is bacteria level called... Sorry about that. Okay. This is talking about bacteria. I mean, it's making my gut feel weird. Well, lower levels of the bacteria called Ruminococcaceae. Got it? Okay, well now you're ready for your physics class. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh -huh. This is actually biology. Yeah, where you think you are? Alright. But these women did have higher levels of Bifidobacterium and Lactobacillus. Well, see this? Uh -huh. So they had higher levels of uh, the kind of good stuff and uh, lower levels of the kind of bad stuff. Uh -huh. And that made them have, well, higher sexual desire. Uh-huh. Ooh, what a discovery. Now you're asking, well, Piper, that's just for women and I'm a guy. Well, don't go anywhere because I've got guy studies right here. Uh -huh. There it is. Okay. So they did another study, another study, different, 2021 though too, mm -hmm. so it's pretty recent, accurate, yes, on 30 men with erectile dysfunction, yes, 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 30 men with erectile dysfunction and then it compared it to 30 men without erectile dysfunction. Now the thing that they found is that the men with erectile dysfunction had a very less diverse microbiome, mm -hmm. meaning that the bacteria in their guts well, there was less of them. There was less, less diversity in there. Mm -hmm. And the ones, well, who had, uh, you know, a lot more mm -hmm. erections and everything and did not have, uh, well, erection dysfunction, mm -hmm. they actually had high levels of, uh, well, the good ones. Mm -hmm. See this? Amazing. And, well, what it says, I'm going to recap for you, just for you. Uh -huh. What it says is that actually, well, if you eat these uh, foods, let me tell you the name of these foods. Uh -huh, they're right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got them right here. Mm -hmm. If you eat these foods with probiotic, well, it's going to be good for your gut. So anyways, it's always better for you to eat some probiotics. So just eat them. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, if you have like bigger issues, uh, don't take my word for it. Go see your doctor. Uh -huh, I'm not an MD, like I said. But the thing is, well, eat the probiotics, see what it does, uh-huh. Probiotics, we're talking. Sauerkraut, pickles, yogurt, kefir, kimchi, kombucha. Mm -hmm. There's a few more options out there. Yes, 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 I did not reveal them all. But, well, start by this and see if your sex drive or your libido actually increases. Mm -hmm. Maybe, just maybe, it's gonna do it for you and you won't need, well, more things. Maybe you will, but it's worth the try. We're only talking about eating more pickles and sauerkraut. Who doesn't want that in their life? Mm -hmm. I love pickles. <laughs> All right, this show is broadcasted live. Uh -huh. Let's go see who we have in the comments section who loves pickles and has a high libido. Well, 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 if I switch it up right here, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. give me one moment. Well, fun fact from Haider Javier. If you eat the poppy seed muffin, Oh, you may throw positive a drug test. Hmm, interesting. I'm not sure if this is a urban legend or this is real, but it's definitely well worth looking into. Mm-hmm. My God, that robot stuff is crazy. Yes, Wayne, the actual volleyball robot players are a bit crazy. Out of space, maybe? No, no, no. It's in Japan. Yes, yes, yes. You remember in the 80s? Well, I don't because I wasn't born. But there was like a huge Japanese craze, like all of these cars were coming from Japan, all of this electronics. Mm-hmm. It was there, it was real. Now let's go to the other live comment section, which is right here. Ooh, I'm just gonna flip it, super nice. While Go says, what's up? What's up? Yeah, 
everything's up, everything's cool. Mm -hmm. What about Tonkat Ali? No idea what that is, but I'll uh, we'll look it up. Mm -hmm. You never know. RF is killing us softly. Salut Piper. Salut RF. Merci de te joindre à notre live stream. Mm -hmm. Charger 736912. Ooh, that's almost a lottery ticket number. I love you, baby. Thank you for the love. Mm -hmm. Always appreciated. And we have Sahil Roy who says hello, Piper. Well, hello, Sahil. Now, let me just flip this page. It's going to be weird. But take, take a second, take a second. Uh -huh. On WTPRradio.com, yes, 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 you can actually do some polls. We have special polls for you. Mm -hmm. So right here, I have an amazing poll here talking about sex drive, libido, and the actual probiotic food. You can go find it on WTPR Radio. And, well, the poll is anonymous, uh -huh. so you can click everything you want and then you see other people's results. Well, because it is always fun to kind of snoop in mm -hmm, and see who has what to say about their very own sex life. Mm -hmm. And if they really like probiotics. Uh -huh. Amazing stuff. Now, don't forget that WTPRradio.com is broadcasted live mm -hmm, two times a day, 9am and 7pm Pacific time. If you uh, want to make sure that you remember these dates, just go to WTPRradio.com to get your show schedule and exclusively uh -huh, free passes. Yes, go get your free backstage access for a limited time offer. It will be free. Mm -hmm. After that, we'll start charging. Mm -hmm. So you go get it right now on WTPRradio.com. This was the unpredictable radio for the bold listener, but your host, Fiber Blush, and I'll see you in the next one. I don't want to hear